0: Hello, everybody. Yes, this is Anthony Quinn. This is Food Addict. This is my new podcast. One of my new podcasts. I'm a podcast man. <laughs> and I have my friend, Helene Witt, on the phone. How are you, Helene? Fine.
1: I'm glad you said my name right. Thank you so much.
0: Of course I say your name right. Absolutely. Thank
1: you. A lot of people say Helene.
0: Well, you you send them to me, Helene, and I will I will set them straight, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I will not stand for that anymore. I want to say, um, Helene Witt is a, a big supporter of my other podcast. She she, rec- she recommends people to me, and um, you're three for three right now.
1: Good, and I have more. I have more to send you about food too.
0: <laughs> you're you're doing well. Three for three. You're batting a thousand. Okay, I'll give you even more. (laughs) If you were a baseball player, you'd probably be in the Hall of Fame.
1: If I had baseball again, yeah.
0: (laughs) How you doing? Uh, How's everything going?
1: Oh, I can't complain. You know, so far I'm not sick, so I can't complain.
0: That's great. Absolutely. And, you know, that's kind of a loaded question these days when you ask people, like, how you doing? (laughs) Um... So you know what this podcast is really about. It's about my food addiction, my life, um, with you know struggling with my everyday um, problems with food and my other problems too. So, I nobody has to be a food addict to be on this show, and they don't have to have problems with addiction. But you know, I think especially living in New York, we can all identify with problems with food, right?
1: Um, we do. I mean you and I. Some people
0: don't. Yeah. But I'm saying on some level they probably know somebody or yeah. you know, know something that they eat inappropriately. So let me ask you, have you is there any kind of food that yes. you know that, that, that you can't stop eating? Tell me about it.
1: Yes. Ice cream, sweets, and I went off sweets for a while. You know, they say Anthony maybe this happened to you, they say if you stop eating sweets, you will develop, you won't have that need for sweets, like, let's say you don't even use ketchup, or you don't use uh, fruit, you know, you just don't eat sweet things, then you won't crave it, that's what I
0: hear. Mm. Yeah, I mean, sugar's terrible, Uh, eating fruit does help me. Because it fills me up and it does um, satisfy that a little. I think fructose, if you eat fresh fruit, that's the best thing. Um, but I've heard people say that if um, if sugar, if there was no sugar and they tried to get sugar passed by the FDA now, they wouldn't pass it. It would be considered an illegal drug.
1: Wow, really?
0: Yeah. Yeah, because it affects you, man. Tell me about
1: your... Can I hear about your addiction? I'm sorry, I interrupted you.
0: No, it's okay. It's all right. Well, um, I'm an overeater. And, uh, you know, I have a compulsion to, to medicate myself with food. Like last night, um, I bought a whole pizza. And I ate the whole thing. And, you know... I wasn't really that hungry after the last couple slices. I just wanted to eat it because it made me feel good. Yeah. So, and today How I How about
1: your, um, go the rest ahead. of your family? They didn't have
0: any? Uh, my dad was an alcoholic. He died of alcoholism. So, yeah. you know, addictions are similar. It's all about the obsession, the compulsion. My dad chose to medicate himself with alcohol. And it killed him. <laughs> So uh, you know, um, he was a young man. He died. Uh, at 50, he died at fifty-seven. Oh. Uh, yeah, I was like, I was what was like 20, 22, when he died. Twenty-one when he died. And it was hard for him to be your role model, right? Well, you know, I mean, I think when we talk about role models, sometimes, I, you know, it becomes a slippery slope. My dad was actually a good guy who treated me decent. Um, he just had his uh. own demons. Um, he wasn't a guy that talked a lot. He didn't like vacations. He liked to work. You know, he liked to work and drink. But he was... He said some bad things to me here and there. But I mean, honestly, he was there. He was there. So, and sometimes that's all it is. he did I think he did everything he could have. He had a bad childhood. He had no dad. So, you know, he was raised by his, like... um Grandma Morris. She was almost like a nun from Ireland. (laughs) Uh. So, you know, but honestly, Helene, that's why I I have fought so, that's why I have fought so hard to be in my kids' lives. Uh. You know? Um, And that's it. I mean, you, you, and I did that not to prove a point, but I did it because it makes me feel good. makes me feel better. Yeah. So...
1: So you're 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 not done babbling it because you
0: ate the whole pizza, right? Oh no! The thing about addiction is, is that you're never cured. You know, it's not it's not like a, you're cured. It's just every day you have to fight it the best you can, right? So if some days you have a bad day, and and I'm I'm a member of Overeaters Anonymous. I don't rep, cool. I don't represent them, and I don't go as much as I should. Okay, but um. What they talk about is abstinence, and that's what I'm trying to do is be abstinent from bad food. Like, I should never eat any pizza ever again, really, Helene. Yeah. You know, I'm an I'm a overweight guy. The complex starches and cheese and stuff's terrible. So is there anything, like, like is, is there anything you feel yeah. like, that, um, that, like, when you were, a, you, do you remember when you were a child, like, do you remember something that you just, you couldn't stop eating?
1: Well, I'm like that now more than men. Okay. Then I was okay. Like, I could have five, you know, when you're like maybe a preteen, maybe you get some money in your pocket so you could have ice cream yeah. in the morning. And then you, like from your freezer, then the ice cream man comes. Then you go to the beach club. Not like a fancy beach club, but like a town pool. Yeah. Then you have ice cream there. Then you have ice cream after. The ice cream man comes again. Then you eat from your freezer again. I remember once having ice cream five times in one day
0: okay. And, you know, when you're a kid, you know, you're, you're experiencing things, things happen. Um, but like I noticed personally, I noticed behaviors that I did as a child that line up with my adult behaviors. You know, I, I was talking about, I don't know, I know you probably didn't listen to the intro episode, <laughs> but in the <laughs> intro, in the intro episode, I talked about a place they used to sell gummy bear packs for $0.25, cents, okay? And I would go with my friends, and all my friends got one gummy bear pack, Elaine. I got wow. eight every time.
1: Wow.
0: I would bring $2 with me because I these were my favorite gummy bears. And I just got eight at a time. And there was no reason. The place was close to my house. I could go there every day and get gummy bears. But I got eight every time. So, I mean, that's, I mean, I'm like I said, when you're a kid, you just try things. But when you start seeing these behaviors throughout your whole life, then you, you got to kind of look at it so you can live a better life, right? I mean, this is about, not about, point, this, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Did I lose you? Helene? Hello? <laughs> we lost Elaine with everybody. We're going to give her a call back. This is how we, we keep it real on Food Addict. Hello, Helene. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> Those damn phones, huh? <laughs> so, what were you saying again? So, no, so what I was saying is is when you see these behaviors, it's not like we're pointing fingers. And we're not feeling sorry for ourselves. Because who cares, right? You you can't waste time feeling sorry for yourself. But we try to see these behaviors so then we can try to have a better life. Right?
1: Let me ask you this. What stops you from having the pizza next time?
0: That's what This podcast, Helene... (laughs)
1: Oh, so it's
0: like therapy for you, huh? Well, it, it's part of it. It's part of me trying to talk about it. And me trying to talk about food with other people. And a lot of people have issues with food. Like, I mean, how much ice cream? You know, now I'm, I'm not I'm not saying you do. But I'm just curious. No, how much I
1: can tell you. I can answer the question before you answer,
0: ask it. Okay, how much ice cream do you eat? I could eat
1: a, half a gallon. I could have... It. A strawberry swirl with banana ice cream. And I say I have to follow the swirl. And I follow the swirl and then the ice cream melts so it gets even more delicious. And I follow the swirl and follow the swirl until it's done. Then I sometimes get sick. Then I get the chills. Then I go in the bathtub to warm up. Then the next day I wake up with a headache.
0: Okay, so so have you done that more than once?
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, not terribly. A lot of people say, "Ooh, I ate a whole pint of hog nut How about I buy it at midnight, and I don't have a spoon in the car, and I use either a pencil, a toothbrush, a finger, or I just push it until it melts like a squeeze pop.
0: So <laughs> follow the swirl. I think we have a name for the episode, Helene.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, follow the swirl. That's going to be on my tombstone. <laughs> That's so funny, it's going to be my CD, my comedy CD, and then my tombstone. But now you want to steal it from me, that's really perceptive of you. Whoa,
0: okay, I mean...
1: No, it's a compliment that you picked it up, that it's such a catchy name, I'm giving you a compliment.
0: Thank you, Helene, thank you. It's hard to compliment comedians. <laughs> so, alright, so, what what addiction really is about is about powerlessness, and unmanageability, right? So if you're following the swirl every night and you're waking up with, and I'm not saying you are, but I'm saying say somebody uh, is, right? Say somebody else is following the swirl three times a week, okay? And they're waking up with a food hangover. What you had that day was a food hangover. When you woke up with a headache, you had a food hangover. You know that, right?
1: Well, I imagine I'm learning it now.
0: Yes, you had a food hangover. That happens to me just about every morning. So if you were doing that three times a week, right, that would make your life unmanageable. You you do a lot of stuff, Elaine. You're like on Zoom shows. You're all over the place, right? Thank
1: you. Thank you.
0: Aren't you, though? I mean...
1: Plus the rest of my life. Yeah, thank you.
0: So, but if you started doing that, Right? Like eating, this, following the swirl three to five times a week, you wouldn't be able to do that stuff. Right,
1: true. That's good.
0: And That's then good. that would be unmanageability. Mm. So it would show powerlessness over the swirl. You'd be <laughs> powerless over the swirl. <laughs> I like that. You know? And the swirl would be making your life unmanageable. So that's what it's about, man, is I came home last night and I was not fucking hungry. I was in a pissed off mood. And I went and said, I didn't have to get a pizza. I had food here. I said, I'm getting a pizza. I'll show the world. I'll get a pizza. And I posted a picture of it. I said, the debauchery, I said, um, before the debauchery, I put, you know, and like 20 people liked it. (laughs) People commented on it and I don't know man, so I ate it and I love the pizza and Did it make me feel a little better? maybe Maybe but I'm a hundred pounds overweight Elaine. I just had a ten ten. My baby's gonna be a year old on the 18th wow. Right he's gonna be a year old So who am I really hurting man? You know? you
1: leave the step, right? Well, good.
0: what happens when we try to stop for other people, it never works. Uh, you can't stop for your baby. You can't stop. But you have to think about that. Maybe he could be second, right? I have to do it yeah. for myself first. And he could be a close second. You know, comedy could be like fourth or fifth on the list. You know, because let me tell you, when I'm, I wake up with a food hangover, I'm not looking to do comedy. I'm not looking to do... I'm hating people, man. I'm hating my life. I'm hating everything. Not hating, wow. not hating people. But I'm saying like, today I got up and I texted my ex-wife about a bunch of stuff from 10 years ago. And you know what? I have a point about it, Helene. She admitted that she wronged me, but she didn't admit it the right way. And I still feel like I need some of her family to be accountable. So, you know, I mean, but is that good to wake up in the morning and just text people stuff? No! That's unmanageability. So, I mean, this is this is the kind of stuff we have to try to keep in mind and we have to talk about. Acceptance comes first, then gratitude. Both of those combined can give you some humility. And all of those can give you grace to help other people. If you're lucky. So, I mean, you know, I was a counselor for a while. I was a drug counselor. I was the lowest drug counselor you could be, but I helped people. You know? And I it, it wasn't the right profession for me, because uh, I have too big of a mouth. You know what I'm saying? And there's boards, and there's just, you know, there's just... There's too much red tape. And there's a a bunch of reasons why I'm not a counselor anymore. But I don't have to be a counselor anymore. I can help people every day, all over the place. You know, just by my actions. Right? Respects. we we demand, we command respect by our actions. So... (laughs) You're you're a pretty respectful lady, so this this might <laughs> you do a lot of good stuff. <laughs> I so haven't always you. I haven't always been so great, Helene. I'm sorry to break that to
1: you. <laughs> but now you are, and
0: now you are <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, it's semantics. And this is what I found out about myself is that I was never a bad person. I just had problems. You know? I had problems that weren't being I wasn't um, living in my solution, okay? We have to try to be part of our own solution, right? Like even in comedy, right? You see some people, they just focus on the negative, right? I'm not getting booked. But what else are they doing for their comedy? Right? Gossiping. I mean, we hear a lot of that, don't we? Don't we hear a lot? Yeah, about
1: why they didn't get a gig and someone else did, including myself. I do that.
0: I do that too. But I'm saying is, is like, how much do you do? It's a human condition to care about what other people think of us, okay? But one of the things I used to tell people is what other, when I was counselor, what other people think about us is none of our business. Mm. You know, and that is... If you can, it's the human condition to care about what other people think of you. But if you can keep that in mind and just live by that, you know how much you're freeing yourself, man. You're freeing yourself of that. I've been going on the streets, Elaine, and doing comedy on the streets. Wow. I've been, me and Joe Gorman have been running around everywhere, just doing sets on the street. You know, just trying to stay sharp, doing whatever we can. And some of them are pretty good. Wow! I like some of them. So, I don't know, man. I mean, everybody has it's so easy now, Helene, right? I mean, they can just point and click. But remember the remember back in the day?
1: <laughs> you you know? weren't born when I had my back in the day.
0: <laughs> like
1: I did comedy in '80. Well, how old are you? I did comedy in '84.
0: Yeah, I was. Um, I'm. I'm over 45. No. <laughs> I'm a, I'm around 45ish. But yeah, I mean I I did comedy 20 years ago. The first wow. time I ever did comedy, Jerry Seinfeld did a did a run in. I mean, did a, a drop in. Wow. Wow. And I went on two people before him. Wow. So, but I'm saying like back in the day, you had to really try to be an asshole or a stalker, right? <laughs> It wasn't as easy just to point and click and stalk people, right? (laughs) Oh my god. But you know what I'm saying, like, everybody, to comment on stuff now, to have some kind of a stance is so easy on the internet, isn't it? Oh, yes. Yes? I mean, it's, it's... But back in the day, you really had to look people in the eye. So I don't know. Yeah. You know, and I hate to be like, I'm not like a hipster, like, everything was better back then. I don't know what's better. I don't know what's good or bad anymore, Elaine. Right. You know, and that's when I know I'm being healthy. When I know I'm living healthy is when I see something and I'm like, is that good or bad? You know, and then I look and I say, I'm not sure, but I'm going to do what I think is right. I'm going to do the next right thing. And that's really what it's about, is trying to do the next right thing. And uh, so so what else? What else do you have? I know there's other swirls. Tell me about the other swirls. What's the other swirls?
1: Oh, well, okay. I'm gonna get into this one. You know, because I'm trying not to eat sugar on, you know, it started before the pandemic. I dream, I think about this all the time. It's this cheesecake, and it's divided up into little triangles. And if they sell it at the Key Food. I don't know if they sell it where you live. And one piece is, has a red swirl in it. One is plain cheesecake. One has chocolate on top. And the graham, the graham cracker crust is a brown graham cracker crust. And it's these little triangle pieces. And I buy the whole thing. It's $18. And you break up the pieces, put them in the freezer like in little baggies, one at a time. And I eat it. I don't eat it like I used to just eat the whole thing in two bites. I eat the bottom first, and I take my time, and then I eat the top, and by then it's defrosting a little bit because it was in the freezer. And I think about this cheesecake as soon as I get hungry. I think of the cheesecake, and I either have a piece left, or I go buy another cheesecake, or I say don't have it in the house.
0: And cheesecake is known as one of the worst things you can eat, right? I mean... Really? Let's be serious. It's got cream cheese in it. I mean, you know, (laughs) there's no such thing as healthy cheesecake. Just like healthy ice cream. It's you know, unless you're eating ice cream that tastes like garbage. I'm (laughs) sure. I'm sure your swirl stuff is not healthy, Elaine. I'm sorry. (laughs)
1: There's so many different ice creams today. (laughs) <laughs> oh, can I tell you a solution that I have?
0: Whoa, yes, we love solutions. Because
1: I told you the depravity uh, the, uh, items. I go to the store, and I go to the fruit, frozen fruit, and they have these, and they're not sweet, so they're a little boring, and they're frozen peaches, strawberries, berries, and I buy the frozen package, and they're like $4 each, and then I put them together, in. I have the kind of, blender that's a ninja it has four blades and I put all the fruit in there all the frozen fruit and I it tastes like sherbet and it's just the fruit and it tastes like you're eating sherbet only there's nothing else in it but those fruit I don't add anything else
0: so yeah so that's cool but you so so if you did that instead of eating the cheesecake that's absolutely a win that's a win.
1: But but when you have diabetes, they say don't eat any food at all. And remember when I started the conversation when you first had me on today? What did I say? I'm trying to wean myself of wanting anything sweet at all. Yes. So doing this thing with the sherbet is a first step yes. in not having cheesecake. But it's not a first step in cutting yourself off of all sugar.
0: Well, you know... Um, when you're uh when you're a diabetic, there's certain fruits that you can eat that have less sugar. There's certain, like What? I'm not, sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure cuz I'm not a diabetic. Okay.
1: Oh,
0: um but um there's certain ways. I mean, you can sometimes you got to watch it with the with the, the the diabetic fake sugar stuff. I think that's actually more unhealthy sometimes for you. Um they have like the diabetic candy and stuff with the fake sugar. Um um, and I'm a food addict, and sometimes that looks so good, the packaging for the diabetic stuff, I want to buy it. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, that's good, right? So, so, well, no, I don't have problems with my blood sugar. But, you know, the time's ticking for that probably for me. You know, if I don't lose some weight. But I'm, I've, see, Helene, I'm aii I've lost weight several times. So uh-huh. losing weight for me is not really that hard. It's just I torture myself and I go into like a, um, a nutritarian diet, which is really kind of okay. like a vegan diet almost, mm. but with a little bit of animal protein. And let me tell you, I feel great and I lose, I'll drop 40 pounds in two or three months. Easy. Wow. But first of all, you're not really supposed to lose weight like that. It's not great for your heart
1: yeah. and it's not
0: great for your mental stability either. People start treating you weird. Lose 20 pounds and see how people start acting towards you. It messes with your
1: head.
0: You. It messes with your head. Ah. So there's, there's all these things that go into it. So I want to get back to the cheesecake for a second. Because I think yeah. I've, eaten, I've eaten something similar. I used to get these ones. I remember when my mom died, somebody sent me um, a big box full of different cheesecakes and they, most of them were covered in chocolate. Are these pieces ah. covered in chocolate or no?
1: Well, not covered in chocolate. That's that sounds different. This isn't a box. This is has a plastic cover
0: on. Yeah, yeah, it. it's, you, it's like Entimins. It's almost like Entimins your thing. Yeah, okay.
1: Cool. No, mine isn't like Entimins, I don't think. But anyway, tell me about yours. Oh, no, no, no. So, yours? I'm just
0: saying is I think it was from like the International Cheesecake or something. They gave it to me and I loved it. So, and I love cheesecake. Um, my name's Anthony, and I'm from New York, I, dude. Come on, I gotta love cheesecake, right? <laughs> um, uh, I like. Well, du- there's
1: Italian cheesecake and New York cheesecake.
0: Okay, well, I'm pretty sure that New York cheesecake and Italian, really good Italian cheesecake, are very similar, Elaine. Okay, I'm I'm pretty sure about that.
1: I have to disagree.
0: Really? Okay.
1: Italian cheesecake is
0: made differently. Oh, are you talking about, are you talking cheesecake? about like with the, with the, um, Regat's cheesecake? Yes, with, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, but I'm saying, but, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. But who makes the best New York cheesecakes? Italians. There we go, baby. <laughs> Damn, that's what I was talking about. Don't mess with me, Elaine. Okay. I have podcasts. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. So, but, You know, when I go someplace and they tell me they have a really good cheesecake, I get nervous. I don't get very nervous, but I I know I shouldn't be eating it. You know, it's because it's so good. I love cheesecake so much. And cheesecake is something I didn't like as a kid. I didn't really like cheesecake as a kid. But, um, you know, it's, it's definitely a trigger food. And this is what we talk about. So, would you say, you would say that that cheesecake, what I would call that cheesecake and the swirl, I would say they're trigger foods for you.
1: Yeah,
0: and pizza. And pizza. Well, pizza is 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 so hard. Because especially if you're getting it from some place that really knows how to make it. Because um, they, they have the good sauce, and they have the good cheese, and they have the best dough. And all that yes. stuff hits your brain, Helene. This is what we don't realize. You're actually getting high off the swirl. You know? Like, when you eat that ice cream... It's hitting the receptors in your brain. And you're really getting high off of it. It's like giving you a euphoric feeling, right? Yeah. So, so when you... Why are so, you it? Something like pizza is the same way. You know, you have the, 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 I mean, the starches that they use to make pizza dough, I don't think anybody should probably eat. And definitely not people over, like, 25... <laughs> <laughs> um, and just like Dorito, I was talking about this the other day on on a um, I think I was talking that with Tim Thompson. Remember Tim Thompson? You you yes, sent him I to me. I gave
1: him to you. Yeah.
0: Yes, you gave him to me, and he's he's great. I really like. He's so funny. That guy. he's
1: Like a genius.
0: He is. He's you know he's got such a good way about him. He's got such a such a friendly, positive way about him. It kind of depresses me in a way. <laughs>
1: Positive, but he's sarcastic as
0: all hell. Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely original. Definitely original. But we were talking about Doritos, right? Now, Uh Doritos are made in a way where they use all the ingredients that hit all your receptors. That's why, if you took a Dorito and any other corn, like regular like homemade tortilla chip, you would want to eat the Doritos more. Because it's they have it flavored. They cook it in all the stuff that hits your receptors. So really, it's kind of like eating a computer chip, like a microchip. Now, you know, we were talking about this from my conspiracy podcast because I was saying, is that a conspiracy? Is it not? Are they just cooking it? It doesn't matter. <clears throat> but we'll, we'll actually, it kind of does because for people that have problems with food... When you eat a Dorito, it's almost like you don't even have a shot. They cooked it a certain way to get you to like it. Do you like Doritos?
1: Yeah, I like it all right.
0: What's your What's your favorite du- flavor of Doritos?
1: Well, years you ago know, you didn't have flavors. That's only now. You know, the guacamole kind. Okay. They have guacamole kind. You know, and you dip it into the
0: uh, red, red sauce. The red sauce. Even yeah, sauce. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, so that's what it is. So, so you could say, um, you know, it's it's oh McDonald's. They make their food a certain way. And they do. The bun, they got the bun and the cheese yeah. and the beef. And you're having a bad life. You just worked all week. A lot of people that gives them a lot of comfort.
1: Yeah.
0: And my thing is. Why are you getting comfort from McDonald's? You know? I'll so,
1: tell you why. Because the the fish filet with the melted cheese if it's melted nicely and the tartar sauce and that soft roll and the fish is excellent. There's nothing like it in the world.
0: Wow. Okay, so we found another trigger food.
1: <laughs> oh my God, is that good. And that um, to me is healthy. I don't say all oh, McDonald's like you do. I say... What a healthy
0: snack. Really?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Okay, well, I'm sorry, Elaine, to break it to you, but that is not healthy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the fish fillet.
0: It's not, though. It's fried. It has cheese on it. It has a terrible bun.
1: The, wow, so you really have distinctions of healthiness that I don't have. Do you learn that at OA? Do they teach you healthy No. Food? It. <laughs>
0: I love you, Elaine. I just want to say that. I love you.
1: (laughs) No, because I thought they teach you things there.
0: No, they don't teach you anything. You go there to get help if you need it. You go there to meet people that identify with what you're going through. Mm. Right? Like if you're somebody that was, um, you know, like a battered housewife, you should go to a group where people were battered so they could understand what you're going through. Right? Sometimes going to a therapist that just listens to everything you say and and agrees with it and gives you comfort, that's good, but sometimes you need more. You need to go and be with people that have been through what you been what you have been through. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I mean, and you know listen, I don't talk about 12-step stuff. I'm not representing OA. They're their own thing. I don't want to hurt them. I think it's a resource for people. Um, If they, you know, all all the 12 step programs are very, they don't want any kind of publicity. They don't want to advertise. You know, they want to be very sincere, and I'm with them on that. I'm just sharing about my life and my relationship with Overeaters Anonymous. Um, And I think if somebody has a problem with food and they need help, I think they should absolutely try Overeaters Anonymous. There's another one called Gray Shirters. And, and
1: oh,
0: the gray the gray sheets gray sheets
1: skinny they're amazing
0: gray sheets yeah but they're very strict very very, very strict.
1: strict but you see them they're amazing
0: yeah so so I you know I didn't even know about someone when I was doing this podcast someone contacted me about them and uh, and I, I looked into it and I found out about them so so you know I don't know. You know, I mean, it's all about, it starts with with me, though, and it starts with you. So do you think right now, do you think that you, so you do think you have problems with food, and you're trying to beat sugar right now? Yes. So do you think that you could benefit from going somewhere where everybody's trying to beat sugar? Yes. Okay. All right, well, look into it, because there might be like a group against sugar, comedians against sugar. You know, there's all kinds of stuff yeah. now. Maybe you can start that. Comedians against sugar. <laughs> yeah. But I want—I need a part of that, though. I'm gonna use the swirl for free. But comedian, g- if you start comedians against sugar, I need to—I need some of the the monetary benefits from
1: that. <laughs> but don't forget that swirl's gonna go in my first CD and my my obituary on my plaque, my tombstone. So be be careful. <laughs> You don't want a lawsuit. Let it be known to the airwaves above right now that I claim follow the swirl. (laughs) And if Anthony takes it, I'm going to have to get my lawyer. Ah,
0: It's going to be the name of your episode, darling. That's it.
1: Oh, my episode on Anthony's. Okay. Yeah. That's
0: cool. It's just going to be, you know, a food addict episode, whatever. Follow the swirl with Helene Witt. There we go.
1: And I have a friend
0: who can come on your show. Who's a comic? Cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, this particular show, uh, quinspiracy. My other podcast, I really just yeah. want comedians. I just want comedians. But anybody no, I
1: have comedians who have food addictions.
0: Yeah, but but on this on this podcast, yeah. the, my food addict podcast, you don't yeah. necessarily have to be a comedian, but it helps. Oh, okay. It helps. It helps. It helps because you know comedians do podcasts and they. Sometimes you get um, somebody who's not a comedian on and they don't want to talk. They they just go yes or no. I see. Or yes or no. And you know that's not a problem for me because I like (laughs) (laughs) talking. So, I mean, so, and that's what it's about. So, there's another expression called I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Okay? So, it's when you feel that you're tired of following the swirl, that you're truly tired of it, that you're done with the cheesecake, you're done with the swirl, and you're done with the pizza, then you'll be done with it. Right? I can't that's, complain. That's the
1: hardest thought. Yeah. Never eat it again. That's the hardest thing to think
0: of. But you, that's why we don't think of that. That's why we yeah. do one day at a time, Helene. So you yeah. just you just have to not eat for today. You can think to yourself, maybe I'll eat that cheesecake tomorrow, but just not today. Because you said, it, you said it in a, in, in a mouthful. You know, you, you just said it. Thinking that you're never going to do something for the rest of your life is overpowering. It's overwhelming. So that's why we just say, just for today. And there's people, alcoholics and drug addicts, that tell themselves, maybe tomorrow, maybe I'll go to my cop, Scott to my cop stop tomorrow, but I'm not going to do it today. And there's people that have been sober 30 years doing that, and clean 20 Excellent. years doing that. So Beautiful. So that's what this podcast is more about is my life, the things I've experienced and the things I know about. You know, And, and a big part of my life is food addiction.
1: I, if I asked today, go ahead, ahead. When you went to eat I'm interrupting.:
0: No, it's OK. Go ahead.
1: When you went to have the pizza yesterday, do you have someone you could have called because you ate the whole thing? You called your sponsor?
0: Well, I don't have a sponsor right now, but no, yes, I could have. I could have, absolutely. But, you know, I was, I was on my pity pot. I was hot. I, I, I had a long day in the city. We went down. I went down to see some people. We did some comedy on the street. And, you know, I was hot because, you know, I have a condition where the heat affects me and I was in a bad mood and I just wanted to medicate myself. So you're absolutely right. I should have called somebody. I should have, but you know who was up to? It was up to me. And next time, it's going to be up to me again. Just like, you know, I smoked cigarettes for, for years, right? And I, I stopped smoking cigarettes. And the way I stopped smoking cigarettes was not to throw the pack out. Was to keep the pack in my drawer and say I'm not having one. Some people can throw the pack out. They can throw it out and be done with it, but I I'm not that I'm not that kind of person. I'll be pissed and I'll go buy another pack. But if I know the pack is there and I'm just not having it, it makes me feel better. It makes me understand myself more and understand everything more. So, I don't know. <laughs> hey man, I don't know. Maybe I should just maybe I should just meet you somewhere in the city and we could follow this world together. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you giving up on your commitment there. Backtracking. <laughs> well, right in front of the audience.
0: Well, honestly, honestly, um, I'm not on my food plan. I had that pizza last night. I had a can of beans today. So, technically, I am on my food plan right now. Right now. So, if I eat good the rest of the day, I'll be good. So, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed. We'll keep our fingers yeah. crossed.
1: Well, they prayed, should I pray for you?
0: Yes, yeah, Helene, I need okay. you to pray for me every day, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I, I know other people need the prayers too, but anywhere you can squeeze me in every single day <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's funny. That was a good
0: joke. put that in your routine that's funny. whoa, whoa, okay, all right, once in a while, I, I say, say something
1: that with my friends, we say, write that down. <laughs> when you say something funny out of your mouth and you don't realize it. One of your friends says, "Write
0: that down but you know what's it's funny is when you when I'm hanging with comedians, they say that to me about everything i say, and i'm not yeah. I'm not kidding, but like because you know I'm kind of an animated guy, but you can't write everything down. you just gotta you know I'm trying to find myself on stage though I'm doing better I'm doing better, but there's no stages. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, so you have anything coming up? Are you are you booked on anything?
1: Yeah, I go I go on Zoom at eleven o'clock at night on Friday night and Saturday night. I go on Zoom. It's in California, so it's eight o'clock there time, and it's like a Zoom show. It's like a mic, it's, and the guy's name is Ian Lasky L A S K Y. So
0: if people go to your Facebook page, they can they can see where you're going to be performing.
1: Yeah, yeah, you could say that. But I just gave you the guy's name, Ian Lasky. He puts it live at 11 p.m.
0: Nice. Ian Lasky. Okay, great. And then
1: Debbie Bos is going to have a show with the singer and some comics on the 5th, on next Saturday night.
0: And that's a live show?
1: Well, no, no. It's also on Zoom. I don't go anywhere yet. Oh, okay. To perform. I'm not into... I'm too afraid of catching the COVID.
0: Okay. Well,
1: even th- outside. Even outside. Well,
0: what I tell people is... This is what I always tell people. I always tell people this about machinery, about anything, about driving, if you don't feel comfortable, don't do it. Got it. You know, don't do it because, you know, something bad could happen. You know, you got to have, you got to, you got to, you got to do what you think is right at the end of the day. But I know um (laughs) you're on Long Island, right?
1: I'm in Queens, but I hang out. With the comics on Long Island, yeah.
0: Okay, you're in Queens, yeah. I actually grew I do up,
1: both. I do Westchester, I do New Jersey, I do Manhattan.
0: I actually lived in Long Island City, Queens, till I was 12. Oh, that's Queens,
1: Long Island is like you know,
0: yeah, yeah. Long Island. So, yeah. so, um, but I know on Long Island they're doing like shows with music, like they can't do show, like, con- like it has yeah, got to be music. It a little.
1: I yeah. can't keep up with it because they changed it. Oh, okay. you want to hear a joke I had? when when governors was allowed to have comedy but the others weren't somebody said how come governors could have comedy i said cuz the g in Governors stands for gambino
0: <laughs>
1: but then they shut that down too
0: wow yeah so and it was
1: outdoors it was outdoors
0: yeah no i know i know it's it's there's a lot of whistleblowing going on yeah um and you know, i was trying to do a mic down in the city and i'll be doing that mic once things open back up but, um, you know, when people were, were losing their minds and stuff. So, I mean, listen, we have to try our best. And yeah. if things don't work, we move on. You know, my kids, I used to always say, Quinn's never give up, right? We uh, never give up. That's nice. But one time, like, we lost the ball, right? And we were looking for the ball. And we looked for it probably for 40 minutes, maybe 20 yeah. minutes, seemed like an hour. <laughs> uh. we, we looked for it for a while, and I said, Okay, well, he goes... But dad, Quinn's never give up. And I said, well, buddy. I said, there's a difference between giving up and moving on. You know, like we tried. We didn't give up. We tried our best. And now we can't spend our whole life looking for the ball. So we can move on. Maybe try to find it later. And if we do the right thing, maybe we will find the ball. Or maybe somebody else needed the ball. I can't, under. you know, I'm just saying is we, we try our best and we do what we think is right. And my son was fine with that. He was like, okay. (laughs) And he's doing great. He's doing great now. So, I mean, but you know, sometimes he's not doing so great. Sometimes things happen. You know, I think everybody wants everything, Helene. They want to have the best life and the best car and the best wife and the best comedy career and the best kids. (laughs) But the reality is, if you have one or two of those, you're ahead of the game, man.
1: Great. I like your
0: attitude. Thanks you know. for having me on. Are okay. we
1: drawing to a close now? Yes,
0: yes. We're going to wrap up right Thank
1: now. Thank you for having me. And okay. Is this live now? Or how can people watch it?
0: It's not live. It's not live. This is recorded. It'll be released yeah. in a day or two. It'll probably be released tomorrow.
1: Because my friend wants to listen and she wants to be on. I'll, I'll tell her to Absolutely. Speak. I'll, I'll send you a Facebook.
0: link. I'll send you a link like I always do, Helene, okay?
1: <laughs> yes, you do. Thank you, Anthony. Have a good weekend. All right. Thank everyone. you so and much, progress, Helene. Bless you, children. Bye. We'll
0: talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay everybody. That was Helene Witt. Very nice lady. Um, and, you know, she was candid about, you know, stuff that she eats. And I really appreciate that. Um, this has been an episode of Food Addict. My name is Anthony Quinn. Once again, I'd like to thank Helene. And please go to her page and follow her comedy. Take care. Cheers.